goodness, oh my goodness, oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my. My milkshake brings all the boys to yard, damn right. It's better than yours, damn right. It's better than yours, I could teach you, but I have to charge. <laughs> what, what, go, go, oh my goodness. Before we came to this country, we were kings and queens, never porch monkeys. There was empires in Africa called Kush, Timbuktu, where every race came to get books to learn from black teachers who taught Greeks and Romans, Asians and Arabs, and gave them gold. When gold was converted to money, it all changed. Money then became empowerment for Europeans. The Persian military invaded. They heard about the gold, the teachings, and everything sacred. Africa was almost robbed naked. Slavery was money, so they began making slave ships. Egypt was the place Alexander the Great when he was a shock there was mountains with black faces set up their nose to impose what basically still goes on today you see if the truth is told the youth can grow learn to survive until they gain control nobody says you gotta be gangsters hoes read more learn more change the globe ghetto children do your thing hold your head up little man you're a king young princess what you get your wedding ring your man will sing she's my queen Jamaica, where me born, mama, Africa's my home. It's in my DNA, down to the very chromosome. The blood in my veins, the same blood that was slain in the fields, them of the cane, the ships them come around. Africa, that's where I get my strength from. River Nile, civilization I was sent from. Some of the youth stem from Kingston to Santon. Tell them I said repatriation is our retention. Fly the gates, use them when I repatriate. Fly the gates, they use them when I repatriate. Welcome. Oh, not necessarily back at it again, doing plantation and agains. I'm a real person, not a mannequin. The espresso's dark like the Skywalker Anakin. Oh my goodness, Saturday morning, my recording time. Huh. Get some life-giving liquid. Mm. Mm. Oh, this is the motherland episode. I'm be talking about Africa. Oh, that's a fact. The youth them want to repatriate. That was, uh, first of all, Nas, I can, of course. Those lyrics should be recognizable to anybody. I've been, uh, had that verse in the back of my head for a long time. And just, you know, grew up on that. You know. <laughs> and fly the gate, Kabaka Pyramid. Kabaka Pyramid is a Jamaican rapper. Uh, dance hall, I guess you'd call it. I love, I've been loved that type of music. Reggae, dance hall, hip-hop, Jamaican. I've been on that since 10 years ago in high school. First disc I ever listened to was Distant Relatives by Nas and Damian Marley. You know, but um, the youth them want to repatriate. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but <laughs> the youth them, I mean, that's the, the youth. You know, uh, nothing's more important than the youth probably mentioned this before like to me personally they come after us they're the future the next generation and they carry on tradition uh, repatriate means like to connect to your uh, roots I believe something like that but yeah especially these days growing up like I look at the youth and I'm, I'm just like you know I know how that feels I know how it feels to be neglected as a youth so, I mean, to me, nothing's more important. That's why I want to be a school social worker. That's why I'm in a college right now, Essex County. 
uh, be a school social worker one day, hopefully. I'm traveling to Kenya next summer. I just bought my plane tickets, the visa, and getting the yellow fever vaccination. First, I got to get health insurance. I got the letter of approval. Uh, you know, all, this, all type of paperwork, but ain't shit to it but to do it, you know? I was like, damn, this looks, feels a little stressful, but I got all the shit done while I was at work. Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of a slow day, and I just hopped on the internet, got all the shit done. So I'm going to Kenya next summer, and I'm teaching little kids soccer. Like, not teaching, because I'm sure they're, like, fucking better than me, but, like, you know, coaching, I guess, you know, uh, uh, playing with them. I can imagine how good they are. I mean, some of them probably play with no shoes, you know what I mean? It's a poor village in uh, Kenya near the Lake Victoria. And uh, some of them probably play with no shoes, and then, you know what I mean, like, in the heat, I guess, like, that, that, them kids is probably way better than I'll ever be, and and it's just like, uh, you know, the person who uh, whose place I'm staying at, the host, Julius, shout out Julius, he's like, he's like, you know, these kids don't get much exposure, they're so talented, but they don't get much exposure, like, are you connected with any big clubs, and I was like, unfortunately not. But, you know, it's what it is. I have 10 years referee. I know a little bit about I know everything there is to know about soccer. I'm just not that good no more. I'm retired. I'm an old kid. But, um, yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm definitely excited for that. It's just like, you know, the, the youth is so important to me. It's just a shame looking at what how they get treated these days. I know how it's like to be a young kid and be disregarded. You know, whether I'm in Egg Harbor Township, Peaches Cream and Ice, uh, Peaches Ice Cream, Rainbows, Butterflies, Suburbs, you know, white people, black people, Spanish people. Like, I see everybody, like, you know, mistreating their kids and it's just a damn shame. Like, you know, either either you're spoiling them and they're crying their eyes out and you're just like, shut up. Or you're just like ignoring them and they're still crying their eyes and they learn, you know, a kid could learn to the, that that could be their way to get attention to just cry your eyes out in the middle of shop right and be like i want the gushers but i want the gushers and you know or a black kid you know could be just like really quiet because his mom just like slaps him every now and then just like you know yells at him and just you know uh, either or a spanish kid just be not allowed to express himself you know just <laughs> you know with the growing up with the macho culture i could speak for myself you know growing up with with the you know the kids don't really talk your kids just shut the fuck up and let the adults do the talking and um they get ignored we get we never really get asked our opinion about things never really express ourselves in any way shape or form <laughs> but it's a damn shame looking at looking at the same thing happen the same cycle and it's just like man you know i want to change that the youth should be uplifted like i don't really get it like to me it's nothing more important. That's the, you know, it's a lot of get it, getting treated like a child. That's like a common phrase used these days. But I don't like using that phrase because when I treat children, I treat them with a higher respect and a higher, uh, um, 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 yeah, the higher respect. <laughs> That's it. I treat them with a higher respect than I do adults because they need it. They're supposed to get it. They deserve it. They're, they're innocent. You know, they, they just... A children, a child needs to be paid more attention to, and so I hold them up on a different type of pedestal, and it's just getting treated like a child. That I don't know what that means, to be honest. People think that that means like, oh, you're being uh, disrespected. Don't talk to me like a child. I've definitely gotten that before <laughs> from several people, 
uh, uh, don't talk to me like a child. Meanwhile, I'm talking to them with like full positive respect. I guess that's what it means. Like, you know, I talk to everybody the same way, actually. And especially when people are negative towards me, I feel like they need they need to be uplifted. They need, you know, some sort of positive, some sort of love. And I give it to them. You know, you could be rude to me, but I'm just going to be super extra nice to you because you, you, you need it. I feel sorry for you. You need some love. Here you go. And I guess people can take that as sarcasm often, and they, or I don't know what they take it as, but they don't talk to me like a child. It is what it is. I remember one of my best friends, like I, I remember I saw his dad come in. He's a young kid at the time, uh, probably like 17. His dad comes in to work, and I'm just like, and we work together. So he was like 17, and we work together, and I just compliment his dad. I'm just like, you know, oh my God, you're, you're his dad? Wow, I mean, this is the most smartest young gentleman I've ever met. Just letting you know, he's a great worker, you know what I mean? Listens a lot, and he's great with the customers, this and that. And the father looks at me like I have seven heads and then just turns away. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what the fuck? I just, I just complimented your flesh and blood. Like, are you not, did, did, you not, did that not register? Like, you're supposed to say, oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Like, you know, that's that's my son, you know? nothing <laughs> same thing happens all the time you know it happened recently but it maybe it's just an attention thing on my own part like i i need to, i need to be acknowledged more than i shouldn't but but at the same time like i did just compliment your flesh and blood so shouldn't you at least say thank you or something nah whatever but uh yeah it is what it is. It's the motherland episode. Different from homeland, for sure. For me, uh, Mama Africa's my home. Uh, what is it? Um, Jamaica, where me born, but Mama Africa's my home. That's a fact. It's it's just like that with me. Like Colombia is where I'm from. No, <laughs> I'm from Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey. But as if we're speaking about culture, Colombia is where I'm from. Colombia is my homeland. But the motherland is different. The motherland is Africa. Uh, you know, this is where humans first walked. I believe in that. The Afrocentric theory. Uh, I feel like I have African ancestry, you know. Uh, I didn't do no DNA test. I think it's stupid. Uh, I grew up Spanish as fuck. Pan de quesos in the oven. Ave Maria. And, uh, and um, arroz con frijoles. <laughs> what, you know, what else can I say? But... This 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 African thing. I feel it. Was, I grew up with hip hop culture, and you know now I'm just learning about for the past ten years Afrocentric things and and um, you know African culture, music. Uh, you know it's where humankind first walked. History, all this stuff makes me feel connected to the motherland. But I'm not a black kid. You know I'm Colombian as fuck, and I'm basically transracial, like Rachel Dolezal. No, not necessarily. No, but for real, Colombian kids, so black is a term used for African Americans. I don't claim that at all. I'm not black. Not at all. But I want to talk about Africa. Last ten, last, uh, I've been, been learning a lot about it. I go to Essex County College in Newark, and I have African American History 1. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy the things I learned. You know, the, in Kenya. We watched a video about Kenya the other day and, you know, the Muslims and the Muslim influence over the past thousand years. And before that, it was the Christian influence. And before that, it was just traditional Africa. There's a, a, a video we watched 
Uh, this guy is Kenyan dude. He's talking about the three Africas, the traditional, the Western influenced, and the Islam influenced. And I'm like, oh shit, you know, it's a lot of history there. Um, yeah, definitely. And since the past 10 years, I've been on Africa. I've been on, you know, Afrocentricism and stuff. Uh, obviously, Damien Marley and Nas, distant relatives. I've been listening to that in high school. I remember driving around, bumping that. You know what I mean? That was tough CD. Um, that's a fact. But yeah, growing up, I mean, they taught us a lot of bullshit growing up. Obviously, the education system is whitewashed as fuck. Uh, also learning a lot of bullshit in college, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, like I said, African-American history is dope. You know what I mean? Uh, other classes are dope. Social problems is dope. I mean, that's that's just like straight to the point. Straight to that's the uh, one of my classes that's in my area. Social problems. We learn the real about what's going on. Talk about the food system. We talk about the family system. We talk about sexism, racism, poverty, uh, the the wealth gap, Amazon. You know, <laughs> Amazon. You know that pic. There's a picture that they showed in class, or is like the picture of a big ass Amazon building that they just made, and it's in Mexico and. Right outside this fucking Amazon building is cardboard houses. I'm talking about like, you know, those poor houses that people build out of whatever they got lying around, those wooden houses. And they just, you know, the clothes drying outside. And it's just like, what? What the fuck, man? Like Amazon billionaires and uh, Jeff Bezos. And uh, yeah, but some classes are full of shit. Like uh, my English class, I fucking hate it, to be honest, but... You know, I just got to get through it. Just got to get the grade, you know. Um, and just clash with some bullshit. We just study these these stories. We just uh, read along with these stories. And they're like fucking, um, you know what I mean, 1800s southern uh, white American stories. Like, who gives a fuck, you know. And then, like, suddenly there's, like, a whole bunch of N-words in the text. And I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking ahead while he's reading, like, what the f- what the fuck is is he really about to read this oh my goodness he's the type that will say it too like what the fuck he's the type of teacher that'll be like so this is just a word like the english language and you know what i mean like i gotta say it because it's in the text like he's a passionate teacher like he really feels these fucking stories the fucking nathaniel hawthorne and emily rose and lord knows what else like edgar Allan poe of course they toss in there all white people <laughs> but yeah for real like all white stories like who gives a fuck I, teach me something ill teach me something interesting I don't give a fuck plus I learned this shit already in elementary school like I understand like this is American literature so but but like still still teaching this shit in college who gives a fuck um, and I'm just like this is the type of teacher that's finna say this word and I'm just like fuck man like room full of black kids and I'm just like, yo, this fucking guy. And then he passes over like, uh, N-word, I don't say it. And I'm just like, oh, all right, good. I mean, fucking ridiculous, bro. But I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have done anything. I mean, other kids would have probably jumped on his ass. <laughs> standing up and be like, yo, fuck you. Just straight up, just standing up. Fuck you. I would have just been uncomfortable. But, you know, make no mistake. A couple of kids would have got up, you know what I mean? And, and said something oh yeah he probably would have got in trouble that's a fact so i mean you're in newark so you better not say that fucking word. Yeah, the teacher's white um so yeah he was like i don't say it <laughs> you better not but anyway yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie i said the n-word growing up all the time so 
I mean, maybe I could be ashamed of it, but, you know, what can you do? You know, everybody said it, you know, white, black, Colombian, Dominican, Bengali, fucking Indian, Korean, Vietnamese, Chinese kids. I hung around with all Asian kids, you know, Bengali, Indian, and they would say, you know, it's just the music we listen to, you know, and the culture we grow up in, and it's just cool, and, and to be honest, there was definitely black kids at our school, but there was just, it was just like every everything else, it was just like uh, not that many, <laughs> you know, there it was a diverse school, I grew up in a very diverse area, I'm so thankful for that. Still, the majority was white. Every most, you know, fifty percent white, and then every it was everything sprinkled. Then you had, you know, Colombians, Ethiopians. I'm sorry, <laughs> Colombians, Bengalis, Indians, Korean, Vietnamese, Chinese, Dominican, all type of Hispanic. This was Egg Harbor Township, very diverse, you know. But like I said, uh, black kids, of course there was, but it wasn't like it wasn't like majority black, you know. So I mean, white people got away with saying the N word. It was just like, huh? And, and, you know, when they would say it, it'd be, like, awkward every time. It'd be, like, you know, like, even growing up, even though I'm not black, you know, even so, I feel like I would grow up knowing that that word, like, white people shouldn't say that word. And every time they would, I'd be, like, get this weird feeling, you know. So, yeah, I feel like, I feel like it's not fair. You know, I don't specifically want to beat someone up when they say the N-word, especially with that E-R. But it definitely carries a certain feeling and it's like triggering, you know? Like, even even as a young kid with not much black history, like, obviously, <laughs> we didn't get taught, get, we didn't get taught black history. So definitely as a young kid, I didn't really know. All I did was listen to hip-hop and stuff. And, um, yeah, I would hear white kids saying, and even as a young kid, somehow, some way, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, that's mad uncomfortable. Like, I, I don't think you should say that. And so, yeah. Somehow, some way, it's, I think it's like just, in, you know, as a child, you learn language. That's like one of the most powerful words in the English language. You know, I don't want to give it too much credit, like, you know, but it is what it is. Power, like, it can make someone just get up and just want to beat the fuck out of you without even knowing you, right? <laughs> it could it could elicit this feeling of, of sadness and depression and just like hundreds of years of torture and, you know, and... uh you know, of killing. So, it's a powerful word. I don't, I don't like to say it. It's not, if I really don't like to say it. It's always uncomfortable, but sometimes it slips out. And fucking, um, when I'm singing a song, definitely I could just. I, I don't want to censor myself when I'm expressing myself. That's a fact. Um, yeah. Lately, past few years, I've definitely been on my Black History shit. I'll be studying Asada Shakur. There's a book I read called The Color of Water. I'd highly recommend it. It's a bio- autobiography by this mixed kid from the uh, from New York, but his mother is white Jewish lady from the South, and she grew up in like the 1940s or some shit like that, 1930s and 40s. She had a, 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 a she was pregnant by a black kid in that time, and like her Jewish father was gonna like murder her, or some or murder the kid or something. So she ran away from home in Virginia, in the 1930s and 40s, and went to the uh, went to New York. White Jewish girl, like 15, and then she got an abortion, and then she just lived in New York, and ever since, and then she ended up marrying a black kid and turned Christian. Dope story, color of water, the color of water. Um. But yeah, even just on my own, studying black history uh, in class, 
uh, just there. I was in, when I was on the airplane to go to uh, California most recently in March. No, what the fuck? In uh, July, I saw this. Uh, you know, United Airlines has movies you could watch. I was surfing through Inception, nah, fucking Lion King, nah, Fred, ha and it was like Judas and the Black Messiah. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then I look, it's about Fred Hampton, and I'm like, oh shit, I know damn well who Fred Hampton is. Like, let me watch this shit, you know? I know he was a, you know, black revolutionary, good speaker. He united people, like, of all races, and, you know, eventually got murked by the U.S. government. And then and then I watched this movie and I'm just like, God damn. This shit was powerful. Like I didn't know the full extent and all the details of the story that went into it. But I'm just like, damn, that shit is crazy. But Fred Hampton, shout out Fred, rest in peace. You know what I mean? And uh yeah, man, ever since Black Panther, speaking of black revolutionaries, ever since Black Panther came out the movie <laughs> ever since that it was just been like a right a rise in afrocentricism i feel like fucking um you know just a cultural shift cultural movement you know just like when fucking james brown dropped the, the i'm black and i'm proud saying loud i'm black and i'm proud you know it's just like he he made that he made black be the new term since the 70s or whenever that shit dropped it was just like first it was uh 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 um first it was the n-word doesn't that make no mistake then it was negro then you know colored and then it was fucking you know obviously african-american and now it's black like that's the term to use that's the most commonly accepted term uh african-americans still use uh, uh colored is outdated and, and black I mean, James Brown made that term, like, you know, he made that term what it is. So that's where, that's when that started becoming a term. So it's just like a, another cultural shift, you know, Black Panther dropped. It was like everyone, you know, was about their, you know, African ancestry shit. And I'm just like hopped right on the bandwagon. <laughs> I'm just like, let's go. I'm about about it too, you know. And the shit was amazing. Like, you know, uh, 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 colonizer. That comes from Black Panther. That term was mad popular. I don't know if it's offensive or not. You got to ask a white person, you know? Because obviously in the movie, the kid got offended. He was just like, Colin, no, uh, my name is, you know, uh, the CIA agent, whatever his name was. And uh, yeah, so in the movie, it was like sort of a uncomfortable term for the white person. But I don't know. I could be calling white people colonizers all the time. Like, you know, I don't think they get offended by it yet. But it's hilarious. Wakanda's getting referenced constantly in in like uh, raps, verses, and pop culture. You know, Mike, what's the uh, Killer Mike, uh, Ti, always talking about Wakanda. Uh, always talking about Atlanta's like Wakanda. Probably is shit is. You know, that's as far as what I hear. Uh, pop culture, fucking uh, my favorite rappers. You know, the most conscious rappers always talking about. You know, we could make a real life Wakanda, things like that, and speeches and stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've been on Afrocentricism since 10 years ago. Damien Marley's like one of my favorite artists, you know, definitely one of my favorite artists. I say definitely a lot. I need to work on that. <laughs> Make no mistake. That's uh, going on my public speaking and networking clubs to do list. Don't say filler words, but uh, definitely is definitely not that bad of a filler word. I'm working on it. But yeah, one of my favorite verses ever is a recent one. He did a song with, uh, what's that kid's name? Skip Marley. Uh, That's not true. 
that's the song and the the final verse on that shit is just fire you know solidified him as like one of my favorite artists ever but always talks about africa and his ver and his verses uh jamaican son of the 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 youngest son of bob marley so the youngest veteran the youngest veteran that's what he calls himself but from him i learned about you know what i mean mauna kia which is related i guess mauna kia is in hawaii and uh, pua case Pua Case is uh, one of the women that speaks on the documentary on YouTube about Mauna Kea. Basically, you know what I mean? I probably spoke about it before. Is You know, in Hawaii, the United States wants to build like a fucking 18-story high, 30-meter telescope. One of the biggest ever made on the tallest mountain in Hawaii. And uh, it's like sacred land. It's like, you know, only species live up there. They only live up there. Nowhere else in the world. And the water is pure. The one, The water is what provides... You know, life-giving liquid to the to the villages around and the and the people around. So, they want to just destroy all that in the name of science and astrophysicism and fucking astronomy and astrology, whatever the fuck. You know, who gives a fuck? You know, the indigenous people of Hawaii, they they matter more. That's how I feel. But obviously, there's two sides to every story. But uh, the inspiration that I feel when I fucking watch those documentaries. Um, is the same when I watch that documentary it's the same inspiration that I feel when I see Ghana in the World Cup quarterfinals you know what I mean I'm not Hawaiian I'm not Ghanaian but I might as well be <laughs> the way I feel when I saw Ghana in the court I'm like fuck yeah you know represent Africa like go I want y'all to and when they lost to Uruguay in 2010 in 2010 World Cup in Africa in South Africa uh, uh, they made it to the quarterfinals and they lost to Uruguay in penalty kicks. I mean, I was heartbroken, like, you know, but that I can remember that, like, like yesterday. I definitely was heartbroken, but, you know, I might as well be Ghanaian. I might as well be Hawaiian because I can feel, like, I can relate to it so much that it's just, like, I'm so proud. I'm so inspired by it, you know. I almost cry when I listen to fucking Stephen Marley's Made in Africa song, you know. It's a really good song. And the lyrics are super dope. Uh, you know, I, Wale spits a verse. I don't really like Wale, but he spits a really good verse on here. It's legit. And, uh, you know, in the beginning of the song, it talks about, you know, Africans were the first, uh, 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 humankind first started in Africa, the first civilizations that built the Great Pyramids and, uh, and architectural achievement, which baffles scientists to this day and things like that. You know, that's the type of stuff it says. And, and I love that type of stuff. I, it's so interesting to me. I mean, it wasn't taught to me in school, you know, the fact that, you know, Africans had technological advances, you know, that the Greeks took everything from Africa and the Romans too, and you know the the, the ships were were built. They were like master shipbuilders, and you know they, you know the Egyptian civilization, and uh, the astronomy, uh, things like that. African culture, all this stuff that we're not taught as kids. So inspired, so interesting to me. It makes me want to just study more. You know, open my mind and realize that I'm brainwashed. Um, in, in Amer African American history class one, we've been learning about the Africans that came before Columbus to the Americas. Uh, recently, we watched this video by this, uh, I guess, Dutch kid, Ivan van Sertema, uh, on YouTube. 
and it talked about like the destruction of evidence by Europeans uh, to prove that the Africans came here. Uh, interactions between Columbus and the Portuguese and the Spanish, like you know, this, the Portuguese knew about Africans that, and they knew which way they would take to go to the Americas and stuff like that. Uh, freaking Columbus found like metal tip spears in the Americas that matched the exact proportions of of metal alloys that they used in Africa for to make the same spears and, and you know things like that and Columbus was, was would lie to the Spanish and he got arrested in the Americas and brought back to Spain for certain things certain lies that he told about yeah, it's just crazy but um, yeah I mean Ivan Van Sertima talks about you know near the Gulf of Mexico fi finding big-ass basalt uh, stone heads with vivid African facial features the broad nose the full lips uh, obviously talking about uh, Egyptian civilization and uh, you know things like that um, after that we watched a speech by Akala Akala is an English kid rapper actually I like some of his songs um, he knew he, Akala's speech talked about like you know obviously you know the Pythagorean theorem obviously Greek people who taught Greeks and Romans you know <laughs> so the kingdom of Sudan before Egypt you know Egypt wasn't the only civilization uh, um, there was ones before it you know the kingdom of Kush uh, talked about the father of medicine I didn't know that Imhotep was like a genius back in the day um, I, I believe Egyptian not so sure but African and uh, he was like the father of medicine before Hippocrates Hippocrates was a was a was the Greek you know but he only came like 500 BC and you know Imhotep was like you know a thousand years before that and uh, he designed the oldest pyramid in Egypt uh, things like that you know it's crazy and they there's like overwhelming evidence that africans came to uh, the americas before columbus like it's just a fact but growing up we we didn't even like think that we weren't even like aware of anything of that nature we've not taught that at all we were taught there was columbus and that's about it i mean because columbus is like a, a charismatic kid make no mistake that was a powerful kid like he shows up in the 48 Laws of Power several times. And that's why the book, like, I'm non-biased. I'm um, non-biased towards the book. It's just a whole bunch of good information. 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. It talks about people like that. It's just practical, you know. But make no mistake, fuck Columbus, you know. <laughs> and um, there was, like, uh, narcotics from the uh, American cocaine <laughs> found in Egyptian mummies like Ramses II and Sudanese mummies this is in Akala's speech he talks about that and it's just like well you know that's evidence uh, currents currents in the Atlantic Ocean there's like three major currents even Van Sertimer talked about this stuff too and it's just like it's not it's not improbable for a fisherman to just you know uh, uh, be taken across the ocean you know and just end up in the Americas is not too hard that's what he was talking about and so if that's possible then I mean a planned voyage by master shipbuilder architects uh, uh, you know what I mean from the, uh, the west coast of Africa to the Americas is very probable <laughs> it definitely happened several times you know and there's 
evidence you know there's a uh, african skeletons found in the america's languages and stuff like that don't forget the uh, big ass basalt stone head i mean like you know but what can you do you know stuff we were not taught in school and now these days we're just learning about fucking emily rose and nathaniel hawthorne in english class you know but as my classmates said they're the rulers so they make us learn their shit <laughs> so you know fuck all that i'm going to kenya you know what i mean going to kenya oh everything's taken care of i'm mad excited you know this is where mankind first walked kenya tanzania and uh and uh, uganda it's like the trio of east african countries they're the east african union but um sticking with kenya at first i wanted to go to uganda too but like i don't know like the bus ride and there's like certain areas like stay away from all but if you go to like just type in safe to travel to kenya on google it will show up like the u.s uh travel advisories like you know there's wars going on on the borders and i'm like oh, all right i could do without <laughs> i could do with staying in the safe zones in nairobi and you know that's the capital and just going straight to the village you know what it is but yeah when mankind first walked uh i want to talk about this book called born to run uh it was recommended to me by uh, by a white kid <laughs> this is the whitest of white kids that i run with sometimes in hoboken uh, there's like a hoboken runners club and we run every saturday morning not anymore because i'm recording a potty wadi on saturday mornings apparently and um yeah, back when I used to run Saturday mornings, we would run together and like, you know, we're like the toughest ones. The other kids would be out of breath, but I'd be at the front with him, white skinny kid, short shorts, fucking talking about working in for um for um, um insurance company and going on vacations and stuff and, and eating lobster and like, oh, but I don't like to go there. But And then like, you know, running in the middle of the street, yelling at cars like, Stop, you know, these fucking guys are crazy, man. And then I'm just like, damn, that, that fucking white privilege is just oozing out of you. But um, it's all good, you know, human, one one tongue, two lungs, you know, I oh, can't can't forget that. So we start a conversation and, I'm, and he's telling me about this book, Born to Run. And it talks about human evolution and how we evolved from monkeys to come down from the trees and started walking on two legs. But but make no mistake, it was essential part of our evolution to 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 chase after our prey for long distances. You know what I mean? To 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 not stop and to keep going and chase after to run long distance is is very human. It's part of why we came to evolve and and survive this long. And that's what he was telling me. The book is is addressing among other things i guess uh and i was like so interested i'm like damn i gotta get this book you know um i haven't really heard that before <laughs> uh and now that i think of it i have heard that before but it, i never thought of it that way like uh when david cho was uh talking about the people in tans david cho is just some asian podcaster guy who's lived an interesting life he's like a hitchhiker and uh, he's interviewed on joe rogan a couple times second time pretty popular interview he talked about uh trying to find the dinosaur in central congo fucking crazy kid but um he went to tanzania to be with the hadzi people hadzi hadze people and they would chase you know what i mean they would they would go and go on a hunt during the day and just run chase their prey do what do what i just said they still do that in tanzania i mean like like i said like they're they're um 
Tanzania, they still do that. They're in a tribe, the Hadze people, so I guess they haven't changed much, you know, since the beginning of time. And that's pretty awesome. Like, you know, people, uh, apparently Canadian fucking doctors steal their shit, like literally steal their shit to like examine their gut biome and stuff and stuff like that. And they're like the healthiest kids on the planet. Like, you know, them and the North Sentinelese people are probably like the healthiest kids on the planet still living like hunter-gatherers, you know. Um, but yeah, I heard that and I was like, oh, so this is a fact. You know, humans were born to run. Humans were evolved from chasing after the prey. That's why I like running long distance, you know. I'm thinking about going right now, actually. But yeah indeed where mankind first walked i'm that excited you know i'm going to colombia and then brazil and then kenya you know on the motherland and uh yeah but i'm gonna end with a story um called the goat is divine folklore now what would you desire take your time for sure so once upon a time in ethiopia there was a goat named Kaldi and the shepherd. And the goat was eating berries from the bush in the forest. These red berries that the goat came across made him jump, made him gave him a lot of energy. And then and then the shepherd came. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> well, whatever. I'll keep going. And then the shepherd came and said, What is this? What are these red berries? picked them from the tree, gathered them, took them to the high priest, and then the high priest said, oh my goodness, the goats jumping around? This is blasphemy. Oh, I don't need this. I don't need all these, all this energy, all this animation going on. And he tossed them in the fire. These red berries turned brown, and they made an aroma so potent, so delicious, so earthy, so floral. So fruity, but bold. And and everyone smelt it in the village. And they said, oh my goodness, what are these? What is the smell? What is What are these red berries? What are these berries? These cherries? So they gathered some more. And they roasted them. And then, I, I don't know, it smells so good. Let's make a liquid out of it. Let's make a drink out of it. Maybe it'll be like a tea. And there you go. Coffee was discovered. Kaldi the goat, all praises due. Next episode is going to be about coffee. That's a fact. <laughs> Alright, till next time. Peace and love, you know.